Let's pray. Lord God, as we come to your word, Lord, first of all, we thank you for it, Lord. We come, Lord, respecting it, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to open our hearts to it just now, Lord, and that we may hear your, your word and have it applied to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We read, when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking to them. What parables? The two that Jesus had just told. They were warnings to them, to the priests and Pharisees, Israel's religious leaders. They were warnings against them. They were the son who did not do the will of the Father in the parable that we went over last week. And in the parable we just read, they were the wicked tenants who had beaten and killed the landowner's servants. Now, of course, they were about to kill his son. God, the landowner, in Jesus' parable, who had planted the vineyard, his people, Israel, had set a hedge around them. He took them from Egypt and gave them the law when he met them at Mount Sinai and gave them that. Then he planted them in the land of promise. And after that, he went away from them for a while, so to speak, but from time to time, he sent his servants, the prophets, and those prophets were beat and killed and stoned by the leaders of God's people. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did likewise to them. God had been looking for the fruit of the vintage, his praise for blessing them, the fruit of righteousness that would draw other nations to him. They were supposed to be his witnesses, his witness nation, but the tenants kept his blessing for themselves and turned on God, their provider. Even when God sent his servants, the prophets, to warn them and call them back to their duty over and over again, they didn't listen. They didn't repent. Instead, they grew worse and worse, mistreating and killing his servants. Last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. And that's the most astonishing thing of this story. They knew who he was. They knew that he was the heir, the Son of God. The chief priests and the Pharisees knew. All Israel didn't know. But here we learn that the religious rulers did. So then they were simply unwilling to give Jesus his rightful due. They were unwilling to give up their own possessions, their own positions, I should say, of worldly power and security. 
Well, what does that tell us about them? It tells us that Jesus, from the very beginning, was regarded as a threat to them. Not unlike what Jesus as a baby had been regarded by by King Herod when, when the kings of the East came to him. And maybe it started there with them too as the, the scribes were called to advise King Herod. Or maybe it started when Jesus was 12 and had debated with uh, the, the religious leaders in the temple unaware to his parents. Or maybe it began when John the Baptist told the priests and the Levites and the Pharisees who asked him, I am not the Christ. And then went on to tell them, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. That's from John 1, 26 to 27. And the next day, when John saw Jesus coming toward him, he cried out, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John went on in verse 32, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me, that is God the Father, of course, he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And John said, and I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. John testified that. So it's hard for us to, to wrap our minds around, but the chief priests and religious leaders of God's people knew that Jesus was the Son of God, and they rejected him anyway. If we remember also from the Gospel of John, it says he came to his own, speaking of Jesus, and his own did not receive him, John 1, 11. It tells us that Jesus was the light that shined in the darkness, John 1, 5. He came into the world, but men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. John 3.19 So those who were meant by God to care for his people, his priests, the other elders, they were offended by Jesus, not simply because he said he was the Son of God, but because he was the Son of God. And as Son of God, he was not like them. He had power over them, and he reproved, reproved them like God's prophets had before him. And so the tenants responded, Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. Seems 
Rather strange that they said that, but what does that tell us about the tenants? Well, it tells us that there was no place for God in their hearts, first of all. They were envious, and their envy made them murderers. They were envious of Jesus, of course, God's Son. And it also tells us that their world, the world they benefited from, was a lawless place, even though they were the lawyers. The Pharisees were the lawyers. They were the ones who called the shots, and they liked it that way. And so, because they were corrupt to the core, the people who, were they, who they were responsible for teaching and governing as far as righteousness and justice goes, the people were led astray. And finally, it tells us that they were deluded thinking that they could be a law to themselves. But remember, the good news is they were wrong. They were only tenants of the vineyard. They had a law above them that governed their lease, the lease which they had disregarded. So what then? They had broken the contract. They were rebelling and wanting to take over the vineyard themselves. So they took the son and they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. But I ask, is that not everyone? Is that not what everyone does when they refuse to submit to God? Everyone is like those tenants. When we refuse to render to God what is rightfully his, what he rightfully deserves, our praise, our thanksgiving, our obedience. It almost reminds us of Adam and Eve, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And that's because it rings down true through the ages with everyone until we submit to God and his son, Jesus Christ. Again, these religious leaders were thinking that there was no higher law than themselves, no eternal kingdom above, no one to ultimately answer to as judge. But how then did they come to be tenants of their temporal vineyard in the first place? How did they become tenants of, of God's vineyard, which they tried to make their own? Jesus asked the religious leaders in verse 40, Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to, these, to those vine dressers? And they said to him, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their season. Jesus said to them, have you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Of course, Jesus was that stone that the builders rejected. The chief priests and elders and Pharisees were the builders who rejected him. 
This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Jesus went on, Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Quite a powerful statement, especially to these people, the religious leaders of the Jews in Jesus' time. But what is the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is the place where God rules as king. And God rules as king everywhere. A kingdom, of course, consists of a king and his subjects. And it's not simply a temporal kingdom. It's an eternal one. And what is the nation that the kingdom of God will be given to? It is the Jesus nation. What did Jesus say to his apostles? Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Matthew 19.28 And what did God say through his servant Paul to us who put our faith and trust in Jesus and who submit to him? He said, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Ephesians 2. 19 through 22. And what did God say to us through his servant Peter? He said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 through 10. As you listen to that, can you not see that we're a blessed people? We were blessed through the seed of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we were blessed through Jesus, who was that seed. And although he was rejected by his own, by these religious leaders especially, who turned the people away from him, he became the chief cornerstone of God's temple. That had been the tenant's job before to proclaim the praises of God. Now it's ours. 
then speaking as himself as that stone, the one who judges, Jesus said in verse 44, and whoever falls on the stone will be broken. That means we must submit to him. We must fall on him and be broken. But on whomever it falls, those who do not submit to him, it will grind him to powder. So it's up to us. Fall on him. Bend your knee to him. Don't be like the wicked tenants. Submit to God's son. Render to God what is rightfully his. The religious leaders of Jesus's time caused God's people to fail. But yet today, God still cries out to them through the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Return, O backsliding children, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart. Those are shepherds like the apostles and the great shepherd Jesus who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And then it shall come to pass, when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, that they will say no more, the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind, nor shall they remember it, nor shall they visit it, nor shall it be made any more. At that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered into it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of their evil hearts. So let's continue to pray for Israel, shall we? And, and to pray for everyone. His grace, Jesus' grace, is for everyone. Let's pray. Lord God, we do thank you that you gave us this unique and wonderful opportunity to be grafted into your kingdom, into your family, into, Lord, becoming your people as Gentiles who were not your people, Lord. We thank you that you still care so dearly for your own people as you call them back as 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 your wife lord we thank you that that's your compassionate heart even to those who have wronged you or those who have have doubted you and not submitted to you even when they knew who you were jesus the, the son of god Lord, we know that you're still calling, that there's still time. And Lord, help us, Lord, who have bent the knee to you, who have bowed our knee, who have submitted to your, to your will and called you our Savior and Lord. Help us to share the good news of your salvation with others as we go about our lives. May, may we bring the joy of salvation to others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.